Welcome to the Marriage Death Podcast. We're reducing the divorce rate one marriage at a time is the goal. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get us there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. This show is for your marriage, so call 303-596-6836 with your questions for me or suggestions on what topics I should cover. And you also can email me at info at drwyattfisher.com or message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Wyatt Fisher. One quick announcement is I wanted to remind everyone at the Total Marriage Refresh event, the marriage conference I hold several times a year, is coming up in Denver, Colorado, September 28th. It's a Saturday. It's all day. We hit it hard. There's lots of great things we cover, very interactive. Um, The majority of all couples who've gone through there have said very positive things. So I invite you to come if you haven't attended already. I offer a 50% off uh, early bird discount until the end of August, until August 31st. And for more information, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com, click on marriage retreats, and you'll see the link for Denver. Today, I'm going to talk about three benefits of having a covenant versus a contract marriage. So to define my terms between a contract and a covenant, a contract marriage is what the majority of couples have. And they may not realize that's their approach to marriage, and they obviously probably aren't going to be saying this value system out loud on their wedding day, but when push comes to shove, the majority of couples have a contract marriage. And a contract marriage, by definition, is a commitment based on your feelings. So I am committed to you as long as my needs are met and I'm in love. The moment my needs are not met and I don't feel in love with you, divorce becomes a viable option. That's the contract mindset. And you hear this a lot when people get a divorce because they'll say, yeah, I'm getting a divorce because I just don't love them anymore. Or yeah, I'm getting a divorce because they're just not meeting my needs. That is the contract approach. Now, the, the risk with the contract approach is that feelings ebb and flow. And if you've listened to my episode on the four seasons of marriage, you know that all marriages go through seasons. They go through summer, fall, winter, and spring. So the contract approach has a higher risk for divorce, obviously, because it's based on how you feel. And feelings can be feeble. They can ebb and flow. They can fluctuate day to day. So if our entire approach to marriage is based on our feelings, it can be a very fragile commitment and it can fluctuate drastically. In contrast, the covenant marriage, that's the approach that says when I get married and I'm going through this wedding ceremony, I am committing my life to you forever. It's a lifelong sign up is the covenant approach. So no matter if I go through periods where I'm not feeling very in love with you, even if we go through in periods where uh, my top needs aren't being met, um, even if we go through those dry spells and those seasons of winter, because my commitment is not based on my feelings, I'm still in it. I'm still committed. I'm still devoted. I'm still hanging on to a relationship because I want us to have a covenant relationship. Now, It's not to say that having your needs met and staying in love is not important. Quite the contrary. That is a huge goal. And that's what I help couples all the time within my private practice is helping them fall back in love and having their top needs met and and becoming happy in their marriage. Because that's the best way to to divorce-proof your relationship is to become happy in your relationship. So 
the covenant approach is lifelong. The, the three exceptions where divorce is okay in a covenant marriage is abuse, adultery, and abandonment. If one of those three A's occur, abuse, adultery, and abandonment, recovery is still possible if there's full repentance and change. So that's going to vary, and it's going to be on a case-by-case basis. The abuse category, you should also know that neglect can fall under the abuse category. So if your partner has a top need that they're expressing over and over, and you ignore, you judge and dismiss that need, that can fall under the category of neglect, which is under the broader umbrella of abuse. So that's one thing to consider is how are you approaching your marriage? Is it a covenant approach, lifelong, except for the three A's? Or is it the contract approach? I'm only committed if my needs are met and I feel in love with you. Now, I wanna encourage everybody listening to consider making a decision that you want to have a covenant approach. If you have a covenant approach, there's lots of benefits. And I'm going to go through the top three benefits. The first benefit, if you have a covenant approach to marriage, is it promotes security. If you and your partner both know we're in it for the long haul, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stick through this. If you both know you're in it for the long haul, you're having a covenant attitude, a covenant commitment, that produces security. You're going to feel more secure in your relationship. And when you, we feel more secure, we become more ourselves. And when we become more ourselves because we feel safe, that's, be, that's going to create closer emotional connection. And that's going to lead to greater sexual connection. So that's one of the benefits right there. Covenant approaches to marriage promotes more security, which leads to a greater sense of safety, which leads to better emotional and sexual intimacy. A second benefit to the covenant approach is you're going to handle conflicts much better and much differently compared to if you're in a contract marriage. If you're in a contract marriage and you go through a rough season in marriage and you hit winter and your needs aren't met, you're feeling resentful, you're going to already have one foot out the door for divorce. And if one foot's already out the the door for divorce, the motivation to want to work through conflict goes down. Because divorce is always right there tapping on the shoulder saying, consider getting out. And when that is the option at all times, when you have a rough spot in your marriage, the motivation to work through your problems goes way down. In contrast, if you're in a covenant marriage and you're going through a rough patch in your marriage, you're hitting winter and your needs aren't met, you're not feeling very in love and you have resentment, and you may need to go through in your mind, is this adultery, abuse, and abandon, or abandonment? And if it's not, then you know divorce is not an option for you. And that means your only option is to dig in and work harder and to get more help, to get more resources, and to find out how you guys can work through this impasse. So that's a drastically different approach to problems, and that's because you're in a covenant marriage. And I've experienced this firsthand. My marriage has gone through several seasons of winter since I've been married for 20 years. And I can remember going through my head thinking, is this adultery what she's doing? Abuse or abandonment? And the answer was no. And so even though everything inside of me wanted to get a divorce because I was not happy, I knew that wasn't an option because I was choosing the covenant approach. And because of that, 
I had to dig deeper. We had to work harder. We had to reach out for resources and help. And we made it through that season in our relationship. But if I was in a contract approach to marriage, I'd be divorced right now. So it makes a huge difference and it greatly impacts and benefits how you handle problems when they occur. The third benefit, if you're approaching marriage as a covenant, is it allows you to develop purpose in the pain. So when you go through hard stretches in your relationship, which is inevitable, you're both imperfect people living in close proximity, when you're going through hard times and you're in a covenant marriage, those hard times become opportunities for developing purpose in the pain, primarily purpose in growing your character as a human being. So for example, maybe you're going through some growing pains and problems in your marriage because you haven't learned how to share power yet. You like to do things your way. And that's creating problems in your marriage. You're having a lot of conflict because you're not sharing power. But going through the process of learning how to share power, that is refining your character and making you a better partner and a better person. So that's purpose in the pain. And that wouldn't be possible if you're in a contract marriage because you'd probably be getting a divorce because of all the conflict. Another example is say you're having a lot of conflict because you're not a very empathic person. You don't know how to empathize and how to be sensitive and considerate with what your partner is feeling. And because of that, they get upset with you a lot. So you have a lot of conflict right now in your relationship and your needs aren't being met. If you're in a contract marriage, you might be considering divorce. In a covenant marriage, you're digging in deeper. You're learning how to become more sensitive. You're working on skills to become more empathic. You're learning how to put yourself in your partner's shoes. That's purpose in the pain. That's you learning how to become a better person. That's your character getting refined. And that would not be occurring if you're in a contract marriage. It's only occurring because you're in a covenant marriage and you're committed for the long haul. So that's the other benefit. The one cautionary you have to watch out for, even if you're in the covenant marriage, is that if we're under strain long enough, feelings can so start overriding our principles. And what that means is that we don't tolerate distress very well in our culture. Our culture is very focused on pleasure, happiness, instant gratification. So when we hit a rough spot in our marriage, we're just not used to handling tough times. Our ancestors could handle tough times. They went through all sorts of adversity that we'll probably never even come close to experiencing. They knew how to withstand suffering and hard times and not having their needs met. They were very hardy compared to most of us. But because of our culture, a lot of us are soft and we cannot handle feeling unhappy for very long in relationships. So if your partner is saying they're in a covenant approach with you, but if they start becoming unhappy with something in their relationship, don't think they won't divorce you. Don't get comfortable. Don't become complacent just because your partner's committed to a covenant relationship because displeasure and distress and strain often creates a desire for escape because we can't withstand that feeling very long because of how we've been conditioned in our culture. So if your partner is unhappy, if they're expressing complaints, pay attention and do something about it. Respond to it so that they have hope that things can get better. So for a review, the three benefits of a covenant marriage is it promotes security, 
You're going to handle your conflicts much better and differently, and it allows you to develop purpose in the pain. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Depth Podcast. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your family and friends. And if you believe in my mission to reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time and would like to keep the Marriage Depth Podcast on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash marriage steps. Take care.